Yeah, I mean, on the on the six k calorie days, we're getting about three and a half hours of sleep, and then on the ten thousand calorie days, we're getting about one and a half, and then I, I get that averages out to a little bit over two, and uh, that's just enough yeah. to rebuild all the muscle that we broke down uh, by uh, injecting oil in our arms. We do it every single day. Yeah, because the body is a machine; it can adapt yeah. to any sort of stress we implement on it. Yep. No matter what. And you know what? Like, he probably feels like shit every morning, but then he sees one of those, like, rise and grind posts that some guy in the UK posts at, like, you know, 8 in the morning, and then it just, like, shows up on his feed at, like, 3 Eastern, and he's like, let's fucking go! And then uh, then he's, like, awoken for the day. That, or he just sees, like, some random Instagram post with, like, his slightly more like an average wife and saying, bruh, you settled for him? Yeah. No, he sees, like, one of those posts that's just, like, some, like, anime girl with, like, big tits. It's like, are you skipping the gym today? He's like, no. And then he does 2,222 push-ups, which I find I find fascinating. It's like, um, I find he's, that. He's the one that, uh, he, he's the one that benefits from those posts. That, that's what the meme pages post for. They, they post for Chef Rush. Yeah, yeah, he pays them. Uh, he pays them. <laughs> Um, well, I started recording halfway through that because I thought it was a bit of a funny bit, but uh, let's get started. So uh, <laughs> we, we were going into it like it was uh, like it was an actual like pod. And actually, I, I, I was like, I hope you picked up on my psychic messages. No, yeah, I was like, I was like, dude, I got to get the back half of this convo because it's kind of funny. So, uh, anyways, welcome to uh, halfway makes it better. Welcome to the audio-only edition of the Lean Fist Podcast. I think I finally figured out how to get the vocal levels right so I don't have to slam it with like a minus 20 dB compressor at the end in the post effects. But uh, that's a story for another day. Uh, I'm uh, your co-host, um, Keon, a.k.a. Origami Wizard 8, a.k.a. Sigma, a.k.a. Alpha, a.k.a. I don't know where that came from. Honestly, I'm going to stop using the word Sigma in my vernacular. But uh, we have our co-host, Jared. A.K.A. Oat Ducks, A.K.A. Epstein's biggest fan, um, and uh, yeah, also known as Russell Master in Bosnia, also known as Cheek. Yes, of course. <laughs> so um, yeah, so uh, we can get started here. We kind of oscillate between topics. I had three prepared. You, I, I guess, had. I think you had three prepared from what I read. I uh, had. I had four. Oh, he had four. Jeez. Yes, and, uh, but we'll kind of play it by the ear, throwing some, like, you know, whatnots in there. So uh, let's see. Uh, the first topic I wanted to go over was I had a quite lengthy conversation with our friend Oppressed Naturals, Oppressed underscore Naturals underscore, on the good old IG. And um, let's see. He posted on his story, I remember, uh, this was on... This was not on November 9th. I've been following him since November 9th of 2020 uh, because that's the first DM that I have uh, involving us. But, uh, he I didn't po- even know he, he's been around for that long. I, I thought he came around recently, to be honest. No, he's been around for like a year and a half. I've been following him since he was under 1,000. Um, so let's see. Uh, he posted on a story. So he posted on a story. He's like, guys, I'm feeling like shit. I can't. I barely like have enough energy to go to the gym. I'm drinking like 500 milligrams of caffeine a day. This uh, calories in, calories out shit's not working for me. I'm just eating whatever I want and just like tracking my calories. So I DM'd him. I said, "He's like, uh, do any like can any lifters give me some advice for like a college student man?" And I was like, I DM'd him. I was like, "I'm in college too. Eating can be cheap as fuck if you want it to be." 
find a local Walmart, Target, slash whatever grocery store, and make it a weekly trip. Uh, I do Instacart delivery because I don't have a car. Basically, just buy straight protein, carb, and fat sources. If you need some extra shit like protein bars for an on-the-go thing, get those. My weekly haul is three pounds of beef, three pounds of chicken, six tubs of fat-free Greek yogurt, two dozen eggs, almonds, oatmeal, and frozen potatoes. Usually runs me around 140 a week depending on if I need extra shit like olive oil or whatever. I eat 200 plus grams protein of day, 200 plus grams of protein a day, and it's cheaper than the meal plan here. Meals can cost as low as two dollars a meal if you eat clean. He tells me 140 dollars a week. Holy shit, that's a good price. And then I sent him a screenshot of my last grocery order just as proof. And he was like, uh, he's like, I think that's less money than I spend on eating fast food. I basically just told him calculate your daily macros, figure out how much food you need per week, and then don't buy junk food so that it's out of sight, out of mind. And then. Um, Went through some logistics of that. But the main thing I wanted to get out of this conversation was he's like, fuck, bro, I used to be a calorie in, calorie out bandwagoner, but this diet has taken such a toll on my body so fast. I feel horrific. And I kind of um, uh, consoled with him. I basically was like, yeah, like I have major gut issues in general, so I need to keep my diet as simple as possible. I was like, I'm a chicken and rice guy now. Uh, tried doing the calories in shit with bread and low calorie pastas and stuff, but like I was basically just like, bloated and suffering all the time um i was gonna say man you're like a fucking balloon if you do that Holy yeah shit. well just like my gut like i just like like i was just like burping and farting all day dude like holy shit like it was just like my body couldn't process it and i was like yeah, dude, con- i was like consistent whole eggs and beef will have you on some other shit brother i promise he said uh past the you yeah i mean like i know you can get behind that shit we know uh, yeah, no, I mean, I've always maintained since day one, eggs and beef should be an absolute staple of one's diet. For sure. I mean, just what you're saying, like, I mean, personally, my gut has always been pretty fucking strong, I will say. I mean, there yeah. are some things that I will not touch. There's right. places I will not go with a gun. Yeah. <clears throat> but beef and whole eggs... It has given, I would say that in terms of investment, if we look at it fiscally, financially, beef and whole eggs has probably been the best thing for me. And it's funny, right? I've, to a little bit of a tangent, I've completely weaned off of like breakfast during the week. And even during the weekend, I'm, I'm unintentionally fell into a state of intermittent fasting. Yeah. So I'll have, I'll have my lunch and I'll have my dinner, which is usually, you know, between the hours of 12 and 6. So I believe that falls within intermittent fasting guidelines. But all I can say is just the results have been phenomenal. You yeah, know, I mean, I, I've, I think right now my triceps are absolutely dead. But before I was, you know, five days a week alternating uh, boxing class and uh, weight training and just numbers have been going up. Uh, body weight's been staying the same, although I feel a lot better. I feel a lot bigger in my shoulders and in my traps and chest area. And I got to say. I'm feeling shredded as fuck, even though I'm not, I know I'm not shredded, but feeling shredded is something. No, yeah, no, there, I, I know what you mean, like, feeling shredded, like, dude, like, when I would eat, like, hella, like, processed shit, just to be, like, because basically, like, the whole thing behind calories and calories out, it's, like, it's a volume-eating approach, so you basically yeah. want to, like, eat as much volume as possible with the least amount of calories, so that way you just feel full all the time, but the thing is, like, your body's just trying to, pro- like, process all this shit, like, all this, like, 
you know, basically it's like it's empty, bro. It's yeah, gas. It's like, that's what you're yeah, fucking it, farting it. Exactly. Like like when you eat not like literally you know I mean? No, when you eat like like let's say you just like eat like sugar free jello a lot. Like oh, that's basically no, that's basically just like a bunch of like gelatin and like water and then like flavoring. So it's like your body yeah. is like has to digest that shit, but it like it's basically like useless like molecules in your gut, right? So like I know what I know what you mean by like feeling shredded. Like I would always feel like fat because like I literally just like couldn't hold my stomach in. It was constantly like sticking out. Like now throughout yeah. the day, like I have like a really tight waist. Like I actually have a V taper now. Like my friends have commented on it too. Like when I used to wear stringers, you could see like the sides of my gut poking out because it was like protruding. Now they're like, damn bro, what happened to your waist? I'm like, dog, I've just like fucking fixed my digestion. And uh, I mean, yeah. this guy, uh, Oppressed Naturals, has, I guess he has uvitis. He says uh, um, he has like a, he had a uvitis flare up during this whole thing. His hair lost his shine. His skin is fucked. His joints ache constantly. He has zero energy unless I'm tweaking on caffeine and the worst depression ever. I'm like, all right, bro, you're definitely deficient in like a lot of micronutrients. Oh my. I and and I was like, oh my God. and I was like, dude, your inflammation is probably sky high. So I was like, you know. I've been there before. Shoulders always creaking and popping. You're not supposed to be feeling he, that he way if you're young. Yeah, true. And so uh, he's like, I can't believe this is how Americans eat normally. And I was like, Yeah, dude. Oh, is he not American? I always thought he was. I think he is. No, he definitely is. He is for sure. I think oh, he's, like, he, I think oh, he's he just, just saying. Yeah, I think he's just making a comment on like general like American diet. And I'm basically, gotcha. I, I said mean, like, usually whenever America, when it's like Americans are said separately, not us, you know, it's right. made by like a third. Yeah. It's always people. Country. It's always people from the UK. They're like, Oh, you Americans. Oh, you fucking, you fucking, you what? <laughs> you what? You fucking American. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, bro. what do you mean? You don't like burgers. You fucking bastard. You fucking American. We don't and, uh, at, at least we have to take guns to our schools. Um, but yeah, he basically, we concluded the conversation. He basically was like, yeah, I'm going to start buying chicken and like non-processed meats and rice in bulk with eggs. I was like, hope it goes well, man. Remember digestion's number one. So find what works with your gut and stick with it. Your body will thank you. And then if, then, uh, uh, literally today he, uh, posted like fucking about how he was feeling like 20 times better. He said, uh, uh, he's like, I feel fucking amazing right now, guys. I actually have energy. Like caffeine works way better. And I was like, he's hey. like, yeah, my strength has gone up a little. The caffeine thing is just surprising to me. Like literally just the little, littlest bit feels like so much more. And I was like, yeah, your gut's probably absorbing that shit way better. And like the inflammation was probably fucking with it. So, uh, glad, hey, he's, his, glad his he's doing okay. Is, his metabolism has gone, gone up so much. If he's able to like process caffeine in that yeah. manner. Yeah. I, uh, I, uh, I wish him the best though. I mean, I'm thinking, uh, I'm thinking, uh, he's going to have a much better time in school. Cause dude, in school, like, dude, like when you feel like a machine, everything becomes easier. Like, like with me, like, like right now with my diet, like I feel fucking great. I use like zero caffeine and I'm in like a de- and I'm and I'm in a deficit. Like my maintenance calories is around like twenty seven hundred, and I'm eating twenty five hundred a day. Uh, uh, but and I'm eating no carb, and my energy is great. I don't need any fucking. Co- uh, I don't need any caffeine. Uh, no pre workout, no coffee, no nothing. I I was gonna say. I mean, that's great because I mean that shit will absolutely wreck your gut and take you back to yeah. day one. Yeah. No. I mean, like, 
um, caffeine and like coffee and stuff. Coffee's already acidic as is, and then you add the caffeine on top of it. Uh, and you add the fact that it's like a hot, scalding hot beverage. It's like just ripe for heartburn and like indigestion and shit. Plus, like coffee on an empty stomach, you know, cat, or, you know, that's gonna like blunt your appetite, and then you're not gonna be able to get your meals in. Uh, I, in my opinion, I think if you're eating in a surplus of calories, I don't think you should have any problem in the gym. Um, the only reason I would like in terms of energy, like the only reason I would think that you would be having low energy is because your body goes into that like feeder breed thing. You know, like have you heard of like the feeder breed versus like fight or flight? Um, it's um, like no, no, tell me about uh, it. So it's like um, it's basically a thing where you know your body has like kind of two states, like sympathetic and parasympathetic. So when you have like yes, a bunch of yeah, when you have I a lot of sim. Yeah, so when you have like a lot of sympathetic drive, you know, your adrenaline's high, your cortisol's high, your hunger's low, but you can like but you're like strong as fuck and you're like able to like move and shit. Like a lot of people That's when they're in a like the survival reflex kind of. Yeah, right. And like, you know, your body kind of just like halts some of its like processes, less blood flow to the gut and all that stuff. And then like when you're in the feed or breed state, you're kinda of, it's kinda of the it's kinda of the opposite. So like less adrenaline, less cortisol. Um, you know, your body kind of just wants to like rest and digest. Um, that's another thing it's called. It's either feed or breed or rest and digest. Like those are kind of two names that they throw out there. But yeah, like when you eat like a lot of food and you have high insulin signaling, your body will kind of turn on that rest and digest mode. So it kind of wants to just like lay down, chill out, digest the food. So if you're eating in like an off season or like bulking context where you're like, shoveling in six meals a day of clean food and it's like consistent protein consistent like uh, mTOR signaling uh, I can see why you'd be in that like sluggish mode so that's why like you know it's it's not the best idea to eat like within an hour before training you know you kind of want to like leave like an hour and a half to two hour window uh, before your training where you don't eat like a giant meal you kind of want to like maybe if you want to eat like a little something just have like a like granola bar or some shit I don't know um have like yeah. a have like a small like serving of oats. Um, I, I was just going to suggest that there's like the smallest serving of oats with like yeah. water or milk if you're not lactose intolerant. Yeah, dude, oats making oats with oat milk has got to be like some of the most blissful shit I've ever eaten in my life. Never had oat milk, but I'll try it just because um, you said it. I recommend it highly compared to almond milk almond milk just tastes like straight up water to me and it makes sense because it's like five calories per cup oatmeal has like 90 calories a cup uh but it does have that soluble fiber in there um from the oats because soluble fiber is like water soluble so when they extract that like stuff out of the the oats the soluble fiber gets dissolved with it i'm thinking and like goes into the oat milk but um it's like in your mouth it like tastes creamy and uh and it doesn't it, it barely tastes like oats at all it just it just like it doesn't really taste like anything but it feels like milk when you drink it um right. and like so when i made oats with it it was just like the oats were just so much better like the consistency was better and it just like tasted fucking amazing and uh i don't know i would highly recommend oats plus oat I, milk for oat duck man i i don't know how uh <clears throat> i don't know how you respond to like coffee creamer and stuff like that but i remember this is just an anecdote. I'm not advising this any sort of. It makes me shit my pants, by the way. But okay. <laughs> All right, then maybe don't do this. But um, I remember one morning uh, I woke up and I think I think I was going to my old job at this point. 
but at the time I was eating breakfast more specifically, I was eating uh, cereal. I know both sins in the Epstein's biggest fan uh, philosophy, but hey, you know, uh, we aren't all perfect, all right? No, of course not. So I'm getting frozen yogurt this weekend. I've already planned it out. A little cheat meal. I'm going to get some fruity pebbles hey, on top of that shit. You already hey, know. man, what flavor? What flavor, man? Uh, well, let's see. With the frozen yogurt, I got to go. I've never been to this place. I got to go there and see what they got, but definitely some lighter flavor. That? Some type of like, like cust- some type of just like uh, vanilla flavor or some like custard flavor. Some light flavor. Uh, light colored, I mean, you know, I'm not going to go for the chocolate or the double okay. chocolate dipped fudge shit. I was going to because... say, go, go, go with a light base, bro, and, and your fruity yeah. your fruity pebbles are all you need. Yeah, no, 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 it's not, because I'm going to get the fruity pebbles, the gummy worms, the marshmallows, the chocolate chips, the chocolate syrup, oh, the rainbow shit, sprinkles. No, you already know what the fuck I'm doing, bro. The oh, more... oh, oh you dressing, you dressing the bitch up. I'm dressing that bitch up, bro. It's 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 going to be like like when you go to Five Guys and you just like put everything on it, and they're like everything, and you're like everything. Dude, I... I always order the burgers all the way, man. There, there ain't no other way to do it. Fully loaded, bro. Fucking, they're gonna like pull out the blue cheese olives out of a fucking vault in the back and put that shit on your burger. Swear by God. <laughs> Swear by God, bro. Yeah, I'll pay the extra two ninety nine for that. Sure. Yeah. No, it's the funny, it. no, that's the funny thing about Five Guys. You'd be like, put everything on it. They don't even bat an eye. But then they'll charge you seven dollars for fries. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You man, man I, I ordered a little fry there the other day. It was like four oh nine. Absolutely insane. Jesus, yeah, it's it's insane. It's like, and then like Five Guys enthusiasts will be like, "Well, oh, but they overfill the fries, bro." I'm like, they fucking better for four oh nine. I could drive to McDonald's down the street yeah, and get a large for like two fifty. And it's like, it's like you know, you know, I, I want a little bit of fries too, right? Like, I don't mm-hmm. even want all those fries that Five Guys puts in there. I just yeah. want Five Guys fries. Yeah. But hey, I mean that's their practice, not shit. But um, cereal, right? So you know, I, I always oh, have my yeah. special K with berries or whatever. Well, that's we not no a bad milk. choice. We had no milk, and a uh, family member staying with us at the time, and she drinks coffee, and she had creamer in the fridge, and I'm like, well, it's something, right? And so I poured the half and half in, in the thing. I mean, I will say it was. A, I mean, it, it was a creamy. I had never tasted that flavor before, but it was a very creamy, pleasant tasting uh substitute for milk i have to say especially yeah with, uh, special K with berries no for sure so if anybody anybody out there try that yeah, yeah that's try a, that for size. yeah i mean if you got a like if you got a strong digestion if you're of caucasian descent and you can eat most things um then i mean yeah i would uh i would recommend uh dairy for sure i mean for some reason it's literally just milk dude like milk is milk kills me Anything else? Cottage think, cheese, regular cheese. I think it has like the highest concentration of lactose, which is probably why. Yeah, true. It probably yeah, it probably has the most amount of lactose. And I don't know. I don't know if every, this is everything else is derivative from it. Yeah, and and, like, and I don't. Down. I think yeah, because I I know like cheese is made from like whey, or like most cheeses are made from the whey, like the like they basically separate the milk. Uh, yeah. Or no, I'm sorry. It's, that's 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 wrong. So. The uh, the whey gets separated from the milk, and I think in that, like the lactose gets separated, or like part of it gets separated, and then they kind of use like the curds to make certain cheeses. Yeah, it it stay usually the lactose, I believe, stays with like the liquid, right? So the milk, right, right. So that when they curd it, it like basically separates this like solid stuff from the liquid stuff, and the liquid stuff is the whey, and I think. 
yeah. that byproduct they use in making cheese is how they make like protein powders and shit. And then when they make like higher quality protein powders, they'll filter out the lactose. I, I shoot, you saw me share it like, I don't know, a week or two ago, but I, it was my Yujiro Hanma drink, which is just raw honey uh, blended up with raw whey. Yeah. Uh, raw whey has a interesting flavor. Hmm. It's uh, it's sweet, and I almost want to say it's a little bigger. Bigger. I almost want to say it's a little bitter, maybe a little tangy, but de- definitely has a weird sweetness to it that I did not expect. I mean, to kind of downplay the bitterness, um, putting the honey in there definitely helped. And, and let me tell you, it, it did feel like somebody kicked me in the ass after drinking that, but like in a good way. That's like, the- like electricity. That's like the body. that's like the lifter version of a gin and tonic. Essentially, yeah. It was you like, like I just took a shot, yeah, man. You got like a you got like a sweet plus bitter effect. Yeah, and it's like I mean, it didn't do anything crazy with like my sinuses. Like like I've had uh, I've had my spirits before. I've had a little cap shot of Jaeger before, and that woke me mm-hmm. up. It was like three in the morning. That opened up <laughs> my sinuses for sure. But that thing, it's like it didn't open my sinuses up, but like it opened up like. I, I call I call it like the the neck pad. Like there's yeah. like a spot on the back of my head, usually like the base or excuse me, the top of the spine kind of area, right. back of the neck, where like I feel pins and needles whenever like I don't know something good happens. Hmm. And that whenever I whenever I drank that, it just had me buzzing in the back of oh, my shit, head. Oh shit, dude! I just sent you a text saying recording the podcast. I did not mean to send that to you. I meant, meant to send that to someone else. <laughs> Oh no, you're good. I just saw it come through. I don't know what it was about. Um. So, but yeah, no. Like, this is actually a funny, like, little side topic. But like, the yesterday, no, it was yesterday. It was the day before yesterday. I was eating my regular last meal, which is just basically whatever Greek yogurt I have left in the tub, plus like a fucking bunch of almonds. And I was just eating that, and then like through eating it, like once I finished eating, I set it down. I was working on some schoolwork. And then all of a sudden, I just got itchy, like, everywhere. Like, it felt like I had hives. But I there was no, like, actual rash on my skin. And so I was like, fuck. So, I, like, I had to take off all my clothes. I took my bath towel and just started, like, scratch, like, just rubbing myself with the towel. Like, put the towel around my shoulders and just started rubbing it. And my dad has this condition, too. Like, he has to take a Zyrtec to get it to stop. Like, in some type of, like, anti-inflammatory thing. Oh, it's, it's just, like, random hives? It was, but it wasn't even hives. It felt like hives, but, like, all my, my skin looked clear as day. Like, there was no redness. There was no, like, irritation. But, like, it felt so itchy. It felt like I just, like, took, like, a bunch of beta alanine. It was so weird. Uh, I don't know. I, I it's, it's, it's such a weird, like, response. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's some, like, weird inflammation flare, but my dad has it. Uh, and I guess he passed it down to me. But, um... Super weird. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to get to the bottom of that later. I mean, it was it was Greek yogurt and almonds, and I eat almonds like regularly, and I don't have any type of nut allergies. And the Greek yogurt, I have no I, reaction. I think it was to. just like a one off thing, dude. Yeah, I, I I don't think it was because of anything you ate. It was just it just so happened to happen then. Yeah, I mean, it's the worst flare up I've had. But I mean, sometimes it happens in the gym, like some weird. Like, it's like a weird like tingling feeling on my skin, and mm. I don't take any pre workout, so there's no explanation for it. So I don't know. Really weird, but. Like, um, I, the closest that I mean that inching sensation that you're talking about. I mean, you mentioned beta alanine. I think that that was in what I took. But I remember, like around when I first started uh, training, like learning how to train, and whatnot. I, I was working out with some friends, like in their backyard with their weight set. Yeah. 
and they introduced me to like you know and they're introducing me to like everything but they showed me a uh, pre-workout i'm like oh okay you know it's like here take this and make your workout like baller or whatever right you know, so i take the pre-workout it i like i like i feel that buzzing like you're talking about that it was almost a slight itch in my skin and it plagued me all for the next 24 to 36 hours. Oof. I remember being up like at, at, at four. I stayed up for, I stayed up for quite a while. Like, I think I stayed up for about almost 30 hours, but I remember at one point itching so goddamn bad. And I, and I remember, I remember when I, I think it was eventually when my body passed, passed it, it, right. uh, you know, I, 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 I defecated and it made my asshole itch so goddamn bad. <laughs> oh, I just, no. I, I, I wanted to cry, man. It was terrible. Yeah. It was, it was god and it was, it was the cheapest C4 fruit punch you could ever imagine. Well, I mean, because beta-alanine is a cheap forward. ingredient. It's a cheap ingredient I mean, that they add. That I they're mean, like, oh, we're going to make you feel cracked out of your mind. But it, it doesn't yeah. really have any performance like benefits. It just makes you feel it, shit. Yeah, man, it made me feel like there was fucking like bugs in my skin and bugs in my asshole, and I never took after that day. I never took pre workout again. No, I I specifically avoid pre workouts with beta alanine because it always like makes me itch in the worst spots. It makes me itch on like the tip of my nose, all around my neck, and like behind my ears, and then like on the bottom oh. of my feet, which is the worst when you're training. Like, well, I was I'm, gonna say, I was gonna say that's like the stretched areas of skin. Yeah, no, and it it, 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 it was bad because it's like damn dude like because like i'm doing like i'm in the middle of like a heavy bench set right and it's like the bottom of my foot oh. starts itching and it just throws me off bro just throws me, me off man. um but let's delve into one of the topics uh you uh you had prepared oh no definitely um this, this is a real brief one but uh so we're all aware of the fingerless glove enthusiasts that visit uh every gym ever <laughs> except the most harrowing ones in the country but even then, some ripped 5-4 powerlifter still finds a way to mosey in with the fingerless gloves. So I have to ask you, Mr. Origami, my co-host, suede or leather fingerless gloves? We're talking about luxury brands here, not that Walmart shit, not that GoFit made in China shit. We're not that uh, Primo. Not the Gold's Gym brand. I remember Chase, uh, Chase bought me a uh, – he got me a little birthday present. It was a, it was a resistance band. And fucking Gold's Gym suede gloves with no finger. My God. No fingers. And it was actually it was actually designed so poorly. Like the little web between your thumb and your index, it had like the sharpest like cut in the fabric and it just like ruined yeah, it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I know what you're talking about. I, I, I used to bicycle a lot when I was younger and I had one of those with extra grip and they were the cheapest things on earth. It absolutely yeah. decimated the webbing between my fingers. Um, but in terms of suede versus leather, I mean, you could make an argument for both. I definitely think leather has its place, uh, but I, it's, it, you have to really maintain it. If you're going to be using these gloves for any type of like tactile purpose, uh, you're going to have to like, you know, you're going to have to get it like, you're going to have to keep them, keep them clean because I don't know. Like, I think, I think the suede might be a better option, but like, you know, if you want to be a baller, I'm thinking leather because... That shit's gonna wear and tear over time, and it's just gonna get that like aged look. It's gonna get that uh 1990s Acura look. 
the 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 seats. It's gonna get a little, get a little cracked on it. It's gonna get a little faded. It's gonna it's gonna um, show the weights you've been lifting over time. But uh, I don't know. I mean, man, you, whenever I hit my pec deck, man, I just I break out the Ryan Gosling gloves. Yeah, it has, it has it has to be brown leather, my dude. I can't do suede. Suede's for pussies. I guess you know what so. They say? Suede, suede's for Swedes, and Swedes are pussies. I've never heard that before, but uh, now I have. So well, that makes they, sense. Pejoratively, is me. I see. <laughs> suede. Um. Well, yeah, but I mean. If I had a choice, I would we not stand, use. We stand by leather. I would not use fingerless fucking gloves, dog. Um, I mean, no, I, I, just build the calluses, man. Like it's not that hard. Yeah, and plus, like I mean, like you really like you don't get calluses from anything except for like pulling movements, and I think because uh, like what like your your pressing movements aren't going to give you any fucking calluses, like that, or if like there's any sort of. Uh, torquing force on the bar like if it like rotates in any yeah, sort of way then yeah that yeah into your skin. But, yeah but that's associated with pulling movements you're right right so um yeah i, I don't mean, know i mean it, honestly uh, there's not even anything bad about having calluses on your hands either, no which is which has been my contention with this like oh i don't want to get calluses you know so that, that's why i'm not doing these exercises like well what's wrong with calluses Right, I mean, I lift heavy, and my, the calluses on my hand are just, like, little, like, harder lumps, but they're not, like, dry, cracked. It's not, like, the f- skin on the bottom of your feet or whatever. Like, they're, it's not going to, like, ruin your day. Like, it's not going to be like you shake someone's hand and you, like, slice the palm of their hand open. It's really not that bad. I don't know I don't know why people are, like, frightened of calluses. <laughs> I, I don't no, get it. It's, I mean, like, I try to walk barefoot everywhere you know like on concrete or whatever you know over sharp gravel and it's eventually gotten to the, i mean my feet have not completely calloused but they're certainly tough and i mean it's like you have to be doing something similar to that every single day for your hands to even get close to that like right. on the uh not the knuckles but like opposite the knuckles you know what i mean the yeah like like right under right under where like your um, finger starts yeah exactly like right there is where a lot of my calluses are and then like further up on my finger and it's just or further up on my fingers and it's like it's whatever you know i mean honestly people kind of prefer that like in in like a handshake or whatever you know because it's like i don't know people respect people respect the working like that that's true um so so you had i think you had so wait so yeah you had four topics right so uh, yes, sir, let's yeah. knock on. Let's knock another one of yours out because mine took like twenty minutes. Oh no, absolutely. So um, going going back to gym archetypes. So we covered fingerless gloves and discussing the luxury options. Um, let's briefly touch upon the broccoli top pandemic. This is not a new thing. It's been around for a while, but I have yet to hear anybody touch on it in a meaningful manner. Hmm. I think I know so, what you mean. Before we get into it, what do you think the broccoli top is, Keon? What, what, what does the broccoli top mean for you in terms of literature, symbolically? In, in where does it work into the great American dream? <laughs> I mean, you got really esoteric with this shit. Uh, <laughs> with that fucking question there. I mean, shit. Uh what the f- like 
here, how about we do this? Let's clarify for the listeners. Let's 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 define a broccoli top. Yes, yes, I, I, that's let's, what I let's, meant. Let's let's get, let's get, let's give some key examples. I mean, when I think of broccoli top, I think of my one of my half brothers who just hasn't who has curly hair that just hasn't trimmed it in fucking forever. So, so ladies and gentlemen, this is an unintentional broccoli top. He does not know he's a broccoli top. By all means, he should be not a broccoli top, but he is by association. Yeah. I guess so. I mean, that's what I'm thinking. Like, like he basically like, and he's like his broccoli top has gotten to the point where, I mean, it, it just doesn't. It just flops over. It's like a it's like a little broccoli that you steamed and then you left it in the Chinese takeout box for too long, and it just it's, it just it's sags. Just soft, bro. It's just saggy on the sides and on the top. It just is all frizzy. Okay. So. I almost want to say that that's like not a broccoli top because it's broccoli tops are, I would say that they're quite venacious in how they appear and a, a true broccoli top would never let themselves appear so unkempt. Yeah. So I think, I think that exempts, or I think your brother is exempted from that. You know, he, he, he gets fair passage. Okay. That's good. I mean, so, uh, there's a lot of that, other that things. We, there's a lot of other things. Yeah, there's a lot of other things that he doesn't. Uh, he doesn't. He's not exempt from. Oh, <laughs> but in, in, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, what, what what all does he do then? Because I think it's like a checklist. I think if you get like two of them and have the broccoli top, you're, you're a broccoli top. That's how it is. Uh, he wears Adidas pants. Okay. Okay, I, mean, I mean, shit. I've got some Adidas sweats, but I, I don't be rocking them all the time. I'm guessing please rock, don't rock them a lot. Yeah, leave that shit in the past, my brother. Leave it in the past. This no, I mean, I'm gonna wear. I'm gonna wear the whole Slav track suit, man. No, bro. Please, fucking don't, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't stand that. No, bro, shit. I, I just, I just gotta get a popping jaw and name myself Dimitri. Yeah. No. Exactly. Exactly. No, I want to hear. I want to hear you ramble on about this, though. Ramblers ramble, okay, as they so, say. Of course, I'm the ramblers. Formerly Rams ramble. If you go to the Epstein's biggest fan uh, Instagram page, he it is yeah. now Heraldo. Yeah, yeah. I, I found out that that's my name in Spanish, so that's good to know. Heraldo. I see. I'm, I'm butchering the pronunciation. I'm not trying. I'm also chewing gum, but whatever. Heraldo. Heraldo. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah, no, I, I took the gum out, so I was actually able to say it. No, but so I'm not too impassioned by broccoli tops. I just think that they're. I mean, that's kind of the thing, though. A lot of things don't really impassion me nowadays, and that I just find them funny rather than get angry about it. Mm-hmm. But the broccoli top is quite an interesting phenomenon because I almost want to say that there's a very close overlap to a broccoli top and it's uh, it's a line of dialogue from a lot of young men. I, I should honestly call them boys because that's what they are. But the boy that asks, um, so for example, right, um, I'm 16 year old, Excuse me. I'm 16 years old. I squat 315. Is that good? Question mark. Always in the comment section. 
Mm-hmm. I feel like broccoli tops are kind of part of that uh, needing constant validation of who they are and their identity, but their identity only exists in other people. Yeah. So, I mean, of course, and that ties into the 315. I'm going to call them the squat beggars because they often talk about a 315 squat at like 15 or 14 or 16 or whatever. Yeah. The squat beggars. You know, they, they get validation from, I don't know, people in rando, I don't know, gym fuckery or uh, what is it? The Gaines official. <laughs> oh, God. I think, that page blocked, I think that page blocked me. The Gaines. Good. Yeah. I'm yeah. glad. <laughs> Man, I, I had a, I had a, I had a welding classmate that was like lightly into exercise and he unironically sent me the Gaines posts. I'm like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, it's yeah. funny. I'm like, yeah, I bet it is. I bet it is. Yeah, no. I mean, uh, there's also this page called Fuck Cardio. Uh, Fuck Cardio. I have not heard of them. Okay. I think it's Fuck underscore Cardio. Of course uh, it is. Well, actually, let me see. Fuck Cardio. No, I think they blocked me too. Yeah. Uh, I see fuck. shop, fuck cardio, fuck cardio, fuck cardio memes. I think it's fuck cardio memes. Fuck no, memes, no, fuck it cardio. should be just fuck underscore cardio. Because I, uh, I went to fuck cardio shop and it says main at fuck cardio. And, main uh, at fuck underscore cardio? Yeah. Or just regular fuck cardio. Just I, I'm going to try the regular one. Fuck underscore cardio. It, it has hundreds of thousands of followers. I, I, for some, wait, hold on. Yeah, for some reason, I'm not seeing it, but I believe you. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. They fucking blocked me, so I can't see their shit. Because uh, I remember uh, they were they were just stealing Jim Cell's memes at some point. And, like, <sighs> and, and, and Jim Cell's, like, called him out, so we went and, like, raided the page. And then, like, he just fucking mass blocked everyone. It was quite good. Damn, bro. Yeah. Dude, squat beggars are, squat beggars are weird, because it's, like... Cause they what what happens is like I don't th- uh, what happens is like let's say someone starts lifting at twelve right twelve years old mm-hmm. they quickly get to a one thirty five squat then you know oh, puberty definitely. puberty We're really kicks months. in puberty really kicks in they start fucking going up on their lifts their genetic phenoms they get posted on that fucking bench mob page it's like fifteen year old squats six hundred pounds and it's like in some fo- football combine shit. And people see that yeah, and they're yeah. like, they're like, damn, like that's like what I'm trying, what I need to push for. That that in part sp- inspires the broccoli tops. Yeah, and that's why they go to the gyms in droves because they try to emulate the high school uh, weight room, the football right. weight room. Right. And like, I don't know. I never understood that like culture of like, like I mean, like everyone wants validation and stuff like that at some point, especially as a teenager, because like. You don't fucking know if you're good. Like, it's like, am I good? I want validation. But I guess my message would be like, like, fuck the validation. Like, just like, if you can look at yourself and be like, yeah, that 315 squat was impressive. Like, it is impressive if you, if you think it is. Like, who, like, you don't need someone else to tell you that. So, like. Yeah, yeah. What, what, what's your metric? Which they often don't have one because as you, or as I think you're going to say, or as you said, there is yet to be an identity because they're so young. Yeah, I mean, I yeah. think you... I they think have, like, They have no real problems to kind of wade through and figure out who they are. Right, I mean, that's the thing. Like, 
uh, when you seek your validation from other people, uh, it it's never a good thing because other people like that don't know you, they're not going to give a fuck about your 315 squat when there's another kid squatting 700. So yeah, yeah, absolutely, the objective lens will always be your worst enemy. Yeah. So rather than be like, is my 315 squat good? Like your 315, your your. It's terrible. No, it is. It is. But that's just because there's, like, psychos who have set the bar so fucking high, like, genetic outliers that have set the bar so high, that it's like, it's like, okay, if you're 15 and you're squatting twice your body weight, that's good, I would say. When you phrase it like that, it's like, dude, I can squat twice my body weight. I can deadlift three times my body weight. I can bench my body weight. Like, damn, okay. Big ups, bro. No, I mean, that's like, that's a... There's a term for it, but that's a marketing concept, you know, like saying like percentages or like two times this, two times that sounds yeah. like a or, or it makes a deeper psychological, not rift, but mm-hmm. impact rather than just stating the flat number. Yeah, for sure. But also, I feel like you got to like you got to realize that it's like a good squat is a, a squat is a good squat if you're squatting more than you used to squat. To me, no, yeah, absolutely. Because, like, dude, or, like, or if you're squatting it better, yeah. Well, yeah, that's okay. This would be a great segue into my progressive overload thing, but we're gonna stay on this oh, topic yes, for a little bro. bit longer. Um, the um, like, look, let's say one week you go in and you try to deadlift three fifteen, and you're hitching that shit up like a cat that's heaving. You look like shit. Your lower back is starting to cramp up. You're losing your grip, but you just managed to get it up because you snorted two lines of coke before you went to the gym. Cool. You got your 315. If you go in the next week and hit that 315 pretty pretty clean, that's an improvement. I mean, you should always be striving to hit that shit clean, but, like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know. I, like, if you're I, as, as long as you're doing better than you were doing before... I would be happy with that. As long as you're making progress, I would be happy with happy with that. I mean, there's no reason to down yourself and be like, fuck yeah, I hit 225 today, let's go. And then you go home and see some kid bench four plates for reps and you're like, okay, I'm not shit. Exactly, bro. It's that, I mean, what that example that you just gave of like a deadlift, right? That's why I am falling more and more in love with Olympic style movements, like cleans and shit. Like, because there, there's a lot more technique to it than just, like, brute strength. I mean, of course, of course, if you're brutally strong, you can essentially just, like, deadlift and reverse curl, you know, whatever weight's on the bar. But, like, to properly do it requires right. a good amount of technique and, like, complete commitment and explosive strength. Like, it's – you can't – you can never grind a clean and jerk. Right. You know, th- there's just no possible way you could do that. So yeah. because of that, it that right there, um, progressing in like weightlifting and technical movements is uh, it's not common or it's not, uh, not 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 that it's common, but, but it's not appealing because it forces you to really work on things. It, yeah. it, it curves the ego massively. And of course, you know, who, who doesn't love to go to the gym and lift heavy shit? I mean, I love to. You know, I mean, that was my style of training for like one of my blocks, you know, I, I, ju- I would just go in like every few days and just like essentially max out on a lift, like for no reason, just cause. Mm-hmm. And then stepping back from that, like now I'm, 
funny that you're talking about progressive overloading. I mean, I'm really progressive overloading. I'm sticking with like a big three complex on my weight training days. Like I'm going uh, heavy day uh, rest or excuse me, heavy day, boxing day, uh, light day, boxing day, medium day. And then I rest for two days and then right. I start the cycle all over again. And within right. those training days, I have uh, I start out with a squat, uh, bench press, then power clean. Okay. And, and I'm just going up. I'm doing it off, uh, the heavy, light, and mediums. I'm doing it off of percentages. And every week, I'm adding five pounds to my lifts. For sure. Yeah, that's you know, that's that's good. I mean, I'm on week two of doing that and boxing. I mean, I really put put my all into uh, boxing practice last time I did boxing practice. So my triceps are absolutely dead. But I'm going to be picking it up uh, this coming week, and I'm I'm, I'm stoked. I'm stoked. Just because it's uh, it really is a grind. Not not a grind until you find it, but it really is. A, you have to put your nose to the grindstone to get anywhere with this sort of thing. Um, with progressive overload, you, it's definitely a very meticulous effort, and it's easiest to progressive overload when you keep your selection of lifts very simple. So let's say you do push pull legs. Let's say you're doing all compounds. So the let's say for push you're doing you start with your incline bench, flat dumbbell press, military press, and dips. Let's say those are your four push exercises. You can progressive gotcha. overload on those very easily, right? So like on incline bench, you can add a little two and a half pound plate per side. On dumbbells, you can add, you can do go up to like a two and a half pound dumbbell, or you could do an extra couple of reps, whatever. So, uh, and then, you know, dips, you can just add an extra dip. You can put like a fucking weight in your pocket. You can use one of those weight backpacks. You can attach a weight to your hips. Um, for overhead press, it's the same as the incline press. Um, for me, I... I train very bodybuilder style, so I have my compounds in there and I have my machines in there. So with that, I mean, on the machines, you can progressive overload pretty easily um, as well. You can just move the weight pin up or they have little micro adjustments you can make. Um, what I'm trying, like my training style right now, what I'm going to try to do is keep my workouts the exact same on a weekly basis. So... Um, Base and then so then I can get a metric of I can okay I see I just gained ten pounds on all these lifts this month, which is sixty pounds in half a year, which is over a hundred pounds in a year. If you if you go like on a monthly basis, so that's a lot of gains. But if you're going up ten pounds a week a month, right? Or sorry, not that made no sense. If you're going up ten pounds a month, when you scale that small to smaller date ranges, that's like two and a half pounds a week, dude. If you're increasing two and a half pounds a week. That yeah, means times you're in, 50 yeah, times times fifty two. That's fucking over a hundred. That's closer to like one fifty. So which like is fundamentally what makes progressive overload initially so appealing. But then you also have to add in the detractor of reality. Mm -hmm. You know, you know, theory yeah. is I mean, the yeah, detractor so of theory, reality, reality. Reality is reality is probably going to stick at like a two and a half pound increment for, I don't know, two, three weeks. Right. Maybe. Because what ends up happening is you have a good day, you have a bad day. You have two good days, you have one bad day. You take three steps forward, you take one step back. It's not a complete linear progression. You can try to make it as linear of a progression as possible, but the reality is we have the days where we eat our special K with coffee creamer instead of our steaks. You know what I mean? So 
Uh, that's an analogy. I'm, I'm, if you eat Special K with your coffee creamer, you don't you don't have to fucking throw out the rest of your day. Don't worry. But well, that's, that's that's the Pavo diet, man. But I can't <laughs> buy Pavo diets. I, I will say I'm an advocate for them. They're great. If you so when you're let's say you're for me, right? I go through phases of bulking and cutting, or at least I'll start. I would like to start doing that. So right, more, more more regimented and ones at, the, at least right. And at the end of this month, I'm going to start a rebound where I you know up the gear and up the uh, food, up the carbohydrates, and uh, really start progressing. But what's going to end up happening is you need to progressively overload on not just your weights. You need to progressively overload on your food. You need to progressively overload on your recovery. You need to progressively overload on your drugs if you decide to use those. All that stuff. So, um, in the gym, let's say pick a moderate amount to progressively overload, right? So let's say every time you do your incline press, I want to add five pounds to that lift, or I want to add at least one rep to that lift every week. That's your goal, right? So right now I incline press 165 for 12 reps. Um, Next week, what I want to do is I want to keep my rep range between 8 and 12. So rather than try to get an extra rep, I want to then go to 170 and try to get 8 with that. If I can get 10 with that, great. That's what I'm going to do for my set. Uh, Mm -hmm. Then, the week after that, I'm going to try to get to 12 with 170. If I can't for whatever reason, I'm staying at 170 until I get 12. That's almost like, uh, I think it is what it is. That's almost like step loading. Yeah. Like there's a lot of and then you get to a certain rep range range with it and then you increase the mm -hmm. weight. Yeah, and once you get really strong, you can decide to do like triples or sets of five or sets of like four or six, like really low reps with like really heavy weight. You can do that. You can throw those in there to break a plateau. But for me, like let's say I'm stuck at 170 on the incline at 10 reps and I'm not moving past that. I'm not getting any stronger. That tells me that I need to up my food or I need to up my recovery or I need to up my gear. And I'm going to do it in that order. So the first thing I'm going to try is, okay, I'm going to add 10 grams of carbs per meal, a very small step, or I'm going to add five grams of fat per meal. See where I go. The next week, then I'm hitting 170 for 12. I'm good. Then I'm going to keep progressing. Like So basically it's like, try to progress in your training first. If you plateau with your training, progress your food. If you've progressed your food to the point where like, you know, it's like, okay, my, my, my training's good. I'm starting to get like fat from the food. So I can't progress my food any further. What am I going to progress next? I'm going to sleep. So maybe I'll nap a couple extra hours and make, maybe optimize my sleep even more. Maybe I'll take some melatonin. Maybe I'll try to get an extra hour of sleep a night. I was going to say cut, cut out, you know, black light or yeah. shit, blue light, blue light. You know, yeah. Fucking black, yeah. It's cold in your room. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. And, all, all them optimized. I mean, it, it's just. You're very much uh, breaking it down to a science, ironing out all the wrinkles, right. purely optimizing your training. Right. And that's the optimal way to do it. I'm not saying that this is going to work because, you know, shit happens. You know, some days life hits you. Some days you got to grind like, out in a fight. plan going into it, and that's kind of the important yeah. part. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's and like the last thing, last thing I would do is like, 
okay, I'm not fucking progressing. I'm not progressing nearly as fast as I want to, and I'm eating fucking 3,500 calories. My sleep is dialed in. Next step is going to be upping my test 100 milligrams, see where I go. Or maybe I'm going to start throwing in some orals, you know, before like a hard training day. That'll break a plateau. Or maybe I'll throw in trend for two weeks and see where I go. But, you know, and the younger you are, the less of these variables you have to worry about, really. Like, in reality, like... I was going to say, kind of, sorry, I was just say, one thing that just occurred to me is that, so, by, if you're going a more natural path, for, for the, for the Epstein aligned, <laughs> for the yeah. Epstein aligned listeners of this podcast, if you're going uh, the natural route, I would substitute uh, drug usage with uh, the factor of time. So think of it as a sub element of recovery. Yeah. In that, all the drug usage essentially does, I mean, this is a very basic essential level, right? Mm-hmm. It's just expedite time. That's yeah, all it does. For sure. That, that's, all, that's all it does. For you know, sure. So what's possible What's possible in a week is now done in like three days. Yeah. 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 So like so basically, that in mind. yeah, like let's say there, there is an avenue, is an avenue that you can take if you want to follow that sort of approach to your progression in a exactly. very optimal manner. Let's say your training split involves two days on, one day off. Two days on, one day off. Try doing two days on, one day off, two days on, two days off. Or try doing two days on, two days off. Or try doing every other day. Right? Like there's multiple things you can try that'll increase the amount of rest days you take. I mean how many of you guys have been stuck stuck on a lift, you can't progress it you fucking you go on vacation for a week with your family. You come back the week after. You haven't touched the gym at all, but you like fly through your fucking plateau. Like that's happened to me before, and that's happened to other guys. You know, it's like it. It's fucking possible. It's possible that you need to take another rest day. Uh, you know, or or you have to increase your food and start doing more cardio. It's like, oh, if I increase my food, I'm gonna get fat. Okay, do more cardio. You know, you have to ask yourself whether or not to take the rest day, take the rest day. Yeah, I agree. Because it's like, oh, I'm not sore. I have energy. It's like, okay, cool. You're fucking your body's still fucking trying to repair muscle. If, if you're even if you're it, not sore. Yeah, it, it takes time for it to kind of, you know, situate all those like little micro kind of injuries. Yeah, you know, I mean, for lack of a better word. Well, you know, and, like, oh, yeah, you are anymore well you're still gassed so don't fuck with the recovery and i mean it's even further than that too it's like you you've repaired the muscle but it's also a matter of like central nervous system replenishing the glycogen in the muscle all that stuff and just like and just like mentally taking some time off so you don't burn out i mean i think it's way worse to fucking go balls to the wall and train 10 days in a row and then you're fucking your your body's fucked and you have to take three rest days as opposed to consistently progressing with two days on, one day off. That's what I like to do. Uh, but some people like to, do, to go every other day. Some people like to do three days on, one day off. It just all depends on the body. But, um, you know, when you've just like ran your trained yourself into the ground, your diet's probably not going to be consistent for those three days that you take off. You know, it's like uh, and, and during a rest day, I'd honestly eat more fucking protein and carbs than I would on a training day. Uh, because your body's going to be able to utilize that food a bit better. I feel like if you're just resting and taking naps and chilling out 
and not and don't fucking take your pre-workouts and shit that's going to hinder your digestion and going to keep you in the sympathetic state you know what i mean no a problem with uh and this is why i advocate so much with i i'm i'm a very big advocate in the natty spectrum of diet because i mean essentially diet is your drugs when you're a natty yeah but within that it's i really stress getting a diet down not just fundamental like truths of dieting you know like uh, high quality fatty red meat uh, mm-hmm. if you can stomach it raw dairy um complex carbs like potatoes and stuff like that you, you know just like good mm-hmm. eating but also so beyond that like if you're eating if you're eating like a diet that is there's some semblance of difficulty to when you subject yourself to additional stresses, it is just going to exaggerate that further and more make you more likely to break your diet, which is why you have to make your diet an absolute no-brainer, right? Mm-hmm. Because when you stress, that is the first thing you kind of give up on, like any other stressors. Like you kind of throw that to the wind and so, or you get involved in any sort of uh, comfort, right? Whether it be... Some kind of habit, usually uh, eating indulgent foods. Right. So once you make those foods, the food, once you make the foods that you like, the foods that you eat all the time and that are more the most conducive for your training, you can handle stress like a motherfucker because you're not so you're not stretched thin. Right. If you're able to if you're able to handle just stress in one area, that makes things a lot more managed. Keep that in mind. This is a big a big part of it is stress management. And that's why these guys that you know train like motherfuckers are also on gear because that is another way of stress management. Right. I mean it's it's almost a way to kind of hide what's going on. You know, you're able to get by on not top quality food, not top quality sleep, poor habits uh, through through the gear. Yeah, I mean there's a certain level where I mean, I'll tell you, like, firsthand, um, yes, gear makes a huge difference. And it's actually, like, the first time you run gear, you're going to be really impressed with your results. And so you're going to be like, fuck, dude, like, I'm not going to fucking go, like, 100% on my diet when I, like, I'm progressing so fucking hard. Like, I'm progressing yeah, really like, well. Like, I, don't, I don't need to. Yeah. There's no need. Right. But then at a certain point, it's like when you realize and you've matured enough that when you realize that if you have the same amount of discipline and dedication as a natural regarding your training and diet and then you add gear on top of that dude it is some other shit and you actually don't need to run half as much gear as you used to like 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 yes you're right for a natty like proper nutrition is like a drug so um, when you're eating like at least a gram of protein per pound of body weight, I don't even think that's enough. I think you should eat a gram and a half per pound of body weight if I'm being honest. And that's not I that mean, hard to like, do. <laughs> it's not that hard to say, do, you know, depending on how much of an experiment you want to run, just like up your protein dosage until you don't really notice a difference and you yeah. found it. Yeah, for sure. I mean, unless you have like, unless you have like a weird kidney problem, but as far as I understand, that's pretty uncommon. I mean, I, I agree. I mean, if you're seeing really foamy piss, and you're seeing like really dark piss, you have a kidney problem of some sort. However, for most young people, you can tolerate high protein and actually teenagers should be increasing their protein. It'll actually affect your growth. It'll actually make you taller. But 
Um, I do. I, I do think that high protein is important if this is your goal. If if your goal is to get big and get strong, you should be eating high protein. And then once you've figured out how much protein you should be eating, uh, which it's not that hard to get a lot of protein in if you just find what works with your body. If you eat a meal that has 50 grams of protein, but you can't eat another meal for six hours because you're fucked, you need to figure out a different way to do things. Like for me, I, I, I eat half a pound of ground beef, right? I eat eight ounces of ground beef. I make them in little patties so they stay a little bit juicier. Uh, and I can eat that shit in five minutes. And then an hour later, I can eat another 50 grams of protein. That's no problem to me. I can eat a chicken breast and season it nicely and do a little bit of work on it. I can eat half a tub of Greek yogurt and get my 50 grams of protein. No problem. No digestive issues whatsoever. But if you're if you're adamant on fucking drinking Publix brand whey protein and you're shitting your guts out and you're like, I can't eat the pro, I can't get my protein in. It's hard. You need to figure something out. Or you need to eat less carbs. Or you need to start adding some fats in with your protein if you're eating lean protein so that it can maybe can facilitate your digestion. I don't know what to tell these people. But, um, you know, I saw – I saw this is kind of a little bit like a tangent, but I saw a um, – it ties back into what we were saying earlier about red meat and eggs. I um, I saw a little like YouTube short. It was like a clip from like a Stan Efferding podcast. And they were like, you know, like – and Stan Efferding is like he, – he was a powerlifter slash bodybuilder. Now he's kind of like – uh, pioneered this diet called the vertical diet, which is basically the theory behind the diet is you're going to get all of your ma- micronutrient needs from whole foods. And he has very specific whole foods that fulfill very specific like micronutrient requirements. Like your iodine is going to come from like like seaweed and shit like that, like shit like that. Yeah. Or certain berries have certain, you know, vitamins in it. So he kind of said like, dude, if I was to do an elimination diet on someone, I would literally put them on three foods, whole eggs, beef, and uh, salmon. He's like, those three foods have all you need for for the uh, most that's part. All you, that's all you fucking need, dude. So he's like, those three foods have all you need, and most people can digest those very well. And for me, I'm thinking to myself, like, why is it that I can digest whole eggs, zero difficulty, but egg whites bloat my stomach? Yeah, it's, the, it's, the shit, it's the shit in the yolk. Yeah. Yeah. It helps exactly. metabolize whatever's in the light. Exactly. There's some sort of synergy between the fats it, and vitamins oh, and cholesterol wrong. in the yolk and the protein in the egg whites. There's some synergy there. I mean, that's why, like, personally, I mean, I've never liked it in terms of taste, but I think that that was my body cueing me in on something. I never, ever liked, uh, like, very lean meats. Yeah. You know, like, w- once I got past, like, uh, the texture of what fat was, you know, because Americans are fed a lot of like high protein, very low fat meats, mm-hmm. and so th- there's this like cultural like lens of like, oh, fat on a steak is gross. I don't want any fat on my steak. So, so once you get like beyond like just kind of tangling with the reality of fat on the fatty red, meat, yeah, you learn to love it, yeah, like, not, and not not just from a taste perspective either, but like. You feel like a million dollars after you eat like a huge chunk of uh, fat mixed with lean meat, like from a ribeye steak or something. Yeah, and I mean, you don't even need that much fat for me. Like, like for me, like I'm, I'm I basically aim to use ninety three percent lean beef. However, when I cook it on a skillet, that fat kind of stays in the meat. You know, like if I was making burgers on a grill, I would use eighty percent lean because. 
that because oh, no, yeah, yeah, fucking off. fifteen like or like seventy five percent of that fat is gonna drip off the burger once you cook it because you know that fat is solid at room temperature but as soon as you heat it up it turns into liquid you know like I've tried cooking eighty percent lean beef on a pan and by the time you cook cook it down it turns into a deep frying experiment um, <laughs> you know because because yeah. the pot the like I like one time I got eighty percent lean because they didn't have like ninety three percent I cooked the meat put the lid on and just dumped all the grease off into the trash can and then kept cooking it and then it basically turned into lean meat um but i say any leaner than 93 and you and you definitely you're gonna have some digestive problems unless you have like an iron stomach because like i've tried 96 percent before and it's like straight rubber and you're just and i just start burping right after i eat it it's really gross um what one thing I kind of experimented with today, and I mean, it was completely unnecessary, but I bought a pound of uh, ground beef, seventy-five twenty-five. Actually, I've never seen that before. Oh, um, I'm gonna try it with a leaner kind of ground beef. But I, I was thinking to myself when I was making it, it's like, you know, what if I just, what if I were to put butter in with like a lean ground beef? Mm-hmm. You know, just like add, essentially, just add fat to this ground beef. Mm-hmm. Like I, I wonder how I wonder how well that would work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean you know, I, as an experiment, as an experiment, there's this there's this company called Skinny Beef, and they actually make a ground beef that's ninety eight percent lean, dude. That's that fucking wild disgusting. to me. Yeah, <laughs> it does Jeez. sound disgusting. And I'm thinking to myself, dude, let's say you're like a. It's meant for it's it's marketed towards bodybuilders, right? It's like, oh, you can you, you can still eat, you can still eat red meat while you're like on like a strict diet. And you're, like, trying to cut your calories down and get shredded. It's like, okay, that makes sense. But, like, I'm like, dude, just eat, like, white fish and chicken at that point. I'm like, dude, like, what? Like, that beef is not even going to taste like beef anymore. It's nah, just going to taste it like is. irony rubber. Yeah, it's going to taste like like sinew, dude. It's going to taste like connective tissue because that's yeah. essentially what it is. Yeah, you're just going to be eating straight muscle fibers. I'm like, dude... If you want 98% lean beef, take an eye round, cut all the fat off the side, grind it up. That's your 98% lean beef. Like, have you ever seen an eye round? There's like zero fat on that shit. Uh, I, I yeah, I, I've seen I've seen eye rounds. I've seen uh, not not the strip steaks, not the New York strips. They they have a decent amount of fat marbled in them. Right. Um. Oh my god. Uh, like chuck roasts. I've seen some chuck mm-hmm. roasts with yeah. no fat on it. Yeah. Yeah, like there's those. Like, like those are all. Oh, if you've ever had a Hispanic cooking, like Cuban cooking, like yeah. palomilla steak, it just has zero fat. Right. Well, I mean, and that's then they they cook that stuff for hours. Like basically, it's yeah. like you know the fat's gonna make it tender. But what people a lot of people do is they get like a log of eye round and they'll use it as like or like even sirloin is pretty lean. You take like a sirloin, cut it up in cubes, and like slow cook it for like five hours. It it gets pretty tender. But oh yeah, I mean, if you cook anything for five hours, it'd be tender. I mean, yeah, I mean, like you know, that's why people smoke shit like overnight, like just to make it more tender. But um, no, exactly. But uh, I, I mean, mean, here just imbue it with flavor. Yeah, um, we've uh, we've we've gone over an hour now, but um, I do want to touch on one last thing, guys. This is for this is for the lifters out there who don't give a flying fuck about their health. This is for the lifters. That are ready, ready to risk it all for fucking for the gains, bro. I'm gonna give you guys the cheapest possible one week protocol to increase your lifts. Fucking crazy, bro. You're gonna you're gonna add like fucking fifty pounds on your squat in a week. I'm telling you this. This is no fucking joke. 
You're going to be adding plates on plates on everything, bro. In one week. I'm going to give you guys the protocol for this. You're also going to get massive liver damage, but that's okay because who gives a flying fuck about that? So we're going to go to our trusty source here on my computer. We're going to look at the cost for raw powders for this shit, okay? This, right, the, the, I'm going <laughs> to put on some backing music for this, uh, this breakdown. <laughs> All right, guys, listen up. <laughs> listen to <laughs> You're listening to the porno. Oh my god, dude. Oh my fucking god. Okay. Here we go. I just got the updated prices. What you're gonna run is you're gonna run 50 milligrams of D ball a day, okay? Find Diana Ball. One gram of Diana Ball costs three and a half dollars. So, if we take. <laughs> that music's really fucking loud, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. I can't even hear my fucking calculator, dude. So we have three and a half dollars worth of D-ball is one gram, right? We want 50 milligrams a day. 50 times 7, that's 350 milligrams. So we're going to multiply this by 0.35. So you're going to spend $1.23 on Diana Ball, okay? This is powder, so you're going to have to weigh this shit out on, on like a diamond scale, okay? You're going to want to do injectable testosterone base pre-workout every day you're going to inject 100 milligrams of testosterone no ester okay this is testosterone base testosterone base is fairly cheap let's see if we can find testosterone base control f base here we go testosterone base a dollar 1.2 dollars you're going to need 700 milligrams of this for the week so we're going to do 1.2 times 0.7 that's what 1.2 times 0.7 that's 84 cents plus the 1.23. That's a $2 stack, okay? So I promised that we were going to get under $5 here. What else do we need? We need Halo Testin. That shit's going to make you angry as fuck. Let's be real. We're going to search for Fluoxy. Uh, must be on the next page because no one orders this shit. This shit is strong as fuck. Ah, floxymesterone, $60 a gram, but that's okay because we only need 30 milligrams a day. 30 milligrams a day. No, we only need 10 milligrams a day because we have the D-ball. That's 70 milligrams, so we have $2.07 so far. We have 70 milligrams out of 1 gram, that's 0 0.07, so we have 60 times 0 0.07. That's, f right? That's, yeah, that's 4.2. 4 Fuck, we're taking the halo down to five milligrams a day. 2.1, we're gonna add the $2.03. Okay, so we're at a $4 stack. You're gonna take 10 milligrams of Halo a day, 50 milligrams of D-ball a day, and 100 milligrams of testosterone suspension injected before your workout. You're gonna add a hell of a lot to your list. If you want my raw source, uh, you're not gonna fucking get it because um, it's a secret. But best prices I can get. This is raw powders, they get sent to you. Literally, it's not in any oil and any anything. You're gonna have to fucking make that shit yourself, but that's a challenge for another day. For four dollars, that's some shit that would kill my fucking liver and kidneys and mental health. But it would work out. Thank you and good night. I speed ran that math. I did that shit on the fly. Man, that was like perfect to the length of the song. <laughs> <laughs> Unintentional. See, this is this is this is what the the roid stack will give you. It will 
also give you an uncanny ability to time musical accompaniments. Well, you know what I did today? I uh, I made well last night. I made some trembolone um, on FaceTime with my concubine, and um, basically came out really well. It's just liquid gold, man. It's liquid gold. It's like that movie theater popcorn butter color. It just looks great. It's just beautiful to look at. I mean, here I'll just I'll just clink the vials for you guys so you can. Oh, so so pretty. So, All right, everybody, this is now an ASMR podcast. <laughs> Indeed, it is. Um, but I, I wanted to test and see if I would get the trend cough because uh, I've tried out uh, tried out trend before. Um, didn't give me any cough. I've injected 200 milligrams at once. Didn't give me any cough. So I took 50 milligrams of this this morning. Didn't get any cough, but man, oh man, that shit felt blissful. I'm not going to touch it because I don't want to waste it. And uh, like I said, I'm not really on a cycle right now. So we're just going to leave it be. But uh, it's, it's the only raw powders I've seen that's a yellow. Everything else is white, dude. This is the only shit that's yellow. It comes yellow. Uh, so, um, probably because it fucking kills you. No, I'm just kidding. I don't. That's a super uneducated answer, but uh, <laughs> I don't know. This shit's strong as fuck. I mean, it's not. It's not untrue. That's that's that. Yeah. I mean, uh, it does kill you very slowly. I mean, there's guys who've taken it for years and years, and they've gotten liver and kidney, like, cancers. Because, I mean, like, look, all androgens cause liver and kidney damage. But when you have one that's that fucking strong, and I don't think it's very selective either, I mean, that shit will attack your hair, your prostate, your your liver, your kidneys, your fucking mental state, and make you jacked. Like, there's no selectivity with that. You know, I mean, yeah, you're gonna you're bound to get problems, but... uh. I was strong as shit today. Broke a lot of broke a lot of PRs. So hey, that well, is what that is. Run us through your workout. Well, today's workout wasn't too wasn't too much. Um, went in with the intention of doing a hamstring and calf focused leg day. So I walked in, eyed around the gym. First thing I did was some seated hamstring curls. Went heavy as fuck on these. Did a, one top set of six to eight. Did one back off set of 12 to 15 reps, well, both to failure. Went over to like a type of pendulum squat machine, did wide stance squats. Again, top set of like eight reps, back off set 12 to 15 reps. Then um, my adductors were fucking fried, or abductors, I forget which one's which. I think it's adductors. They were fucking fried. So I went and did did a, did a, draw, a drop set on seated, or sorry, lying hamstring curls. Then I went and hit some calves. I hit a standing calf raise and then a leg press calf raise. Um, two sets to failure on each between 15 and 20 reps. And that was the workout. But I, I went up and weighed on every machine I used and, and the pendulum squat. So happy with that. Keep it simple. Very simple. Keep it. Um, well, I mean, hey, my, my boy, we're at an hour and 15 mil- minutes. Um I got some more schoolwork that I have to do, um, but I'm, I'm glad we were able to fit this podcast in. Uh, I'm going to get it edited down. This, this should be easier because it's audio only, and I think I got the levels right this time. Uh, this uh, this might be the perennial episode of Lean Fist. I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to edit down the other two. Just the audio is kind of all over the place, and that's on me. But, um, hey, man. That was just – those were our trial periods, man. We were just cutting. We were just jabbing. Yeah. I agree. And it was a good time. 
And this one, this one, it's like it's stewed enough that I think we can just kind of put it out there. Put For sure. For sure. Well, that um, takes us to okay. the end of a okay. lean fist. Ladies What's and that? gentlemen, I said uh, this is an announcement to the ladies and gentlemen that are listening in on this podcast. On next week's episode, expect talks about mental drugs and the uncanny strength of dancers, amongst other things. Damn right. And on my end, expect talks about ejaculation volume and penis curves. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and we may send you a sports hoodie laced with smallpox. Damn right. But we'll also throw in the homebrewed version of the vaccine that I've created right here in my dorm room. So don't fret. Hey, so we forgot to mention at the start of this episode that uh, he's the chemist. I'm the chemist. The, re- the resident chemist. And I Mr. Mr. Leanfist is the empiricist. He's the doer. He's the shower, not the grower. He's the mower, not the hoer. And uh, you I know what? I came up with those. I came up with those upcoming topics, like off the top of my head. So now I'm bound to talk about it next week. So I'm gonna have to do my research on penis curves, which I could just look down. But you know, I mean, we we can give a little supplementation, a little bit of uh, a showcase. Uh, what, what way does your curve? Mine curves pretty heavily upwards. Okay. So I'll, I'll be attaching pictures on a mega link. You can access this. No, I'm just kidding. Um, okay, enough rambling. As ramblers like to ramble, uh, Epstein's biggest fan has to get to his computer work, and I, the Wizard of Origami, have to finish a music theory quiz about 20th century musicians and composers in Nazi Germany exciting times so uh anyways thank you guys so much for listening uh this is oat ducks and i jared and keon signing out until next time thank you